Welcome to episode number 34 of the Going for Greatness show. In honor of America's birthday, I thought it would be important to have a conversation with an immigrant. Salvador Fortuna and I spoke about what it was like to leave his homeland of Italy after the war and immigrate to Argentina, where his dad could find work. His father was a factory worker. At some point in his early 20s, Salvador Fortuna came to America with about $40 in his pocket, speaking zero English. He retired recently as a cardiothoracic surgeon. Dr. Fortuna wrote a book called The American Doctor, and he wrote it for his granddaughter so that she would always remember how lucky she is to be born in this country, where, while it's not perfect, it is the land of opportunity. It is a place where hard work and spark and grit and dreams can come true. If you work hard, if you're self-reliant, if you set goals, Dr. Fortuna shares some of the pitfalls that he encountered and speaking candidly about other immigrants who sacrificed and were not as lucky and as fortunate as he was. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Dr. Salvador Fortuna, and happy birthday, America. I was born during World War II, 1941, and the area where I was born was between Rome and Naples. The area was close to Monte Cassino. Monte Cassino was on the top of the mountain where the German were uh, positioned, and they prevent the advance of the Allied troops for more than six months. There were thousands and thousands of casualties on both sides. The, the Germans had planted mines all over. My father was a, a Italian Marine at that time, and uh, he lost his brother, and he lost his brother-in-law, and his father had disappeared. That area was really hell. There was no jobs. The misery, starvation, and the winter was terrible. My father was a worker, regular worker. He had, like my mother, maybe second grade school. Wow. But my father, my father read all his life. He got a secure job. Argentina at that time, the food was very cheap. And there was a peace. There was no war. So that's why he went there for two years. And when he saw that there was opportunity for our family to grow in peace there and stability, he decided to call my mother, me and my brother. I was eight years old. Do you speak Spanish? No, of course not. At that time, the sad part is that we were nobody in Italy and we were Argentina. It was even worse. There was a prejudice like anything else. They were prejudiced against Italians? Well, I mean, the, the foreigners. The foreigners. And who were the foreigners? We were the foreigner. Some sort of like an animal instinct. You want to protect your territory, mark your territory. I got it. In some way. Were you being educated at this point in Argentina? Well, in Italy, in Italy, I was in second grade. So I went to Argentina, and because I didn't speak Spanish, they put me in first grade. So I was two years already there. It was very sad. Maybe fast forward to the fact that you are an American citizen now, retired surgeon, and you're someone who 
decided that your story was powerful and had a message, what do you say that message is? Well, the message is don't give up. When I was in Argentina, I had to go to the university, but my parents couldn't afford books for me. So what happened was I had the friends of mine and we were sharing the, uh, the room. They were well off. They were the son of the, the doctor, lawyer. I was nobody. So what happened, they have, they, on Friday afternoon, they used to go to Buenos Aires to have a good time. That was the time for me, the weekend, to borrow their books and study. When the wealthy people left to go party, you would borrow their books. Yes, I used their books because I didn't have books. And the other alternative was for me to go to the library. But there were books, and you could, could uh, borrow the book for two, three days. But those books, they were like a papyrus. They were pages, they were torn, stained, uh, scratched. So I had to, against all the adversity, I had to fight. And what the motivation I had, I learned from my father. Because my father, since very early age, used to tell me, Sal, you had to study. You had to study. And for him, the frustration was, I was eight years old. I didn't want to study. Today is different. Because today you have computer, communication, and internet. At that time, we didn't have radio, we didn't have TV, we didn't have nothing. Your dad was not an educated man. But he had common sense. Did your dad live to see you through medical school? Yes. When I came to this country and I got married, my mother and my father came here for the first time. And of course, they were mesmerized and uh, what America was about. It was a different world. Do you think America has the same land of opportunity aspects to it in 2023 than when you came? I think it's up to the individual. I think the opportunities are there. Let's, let's face it. When I came to this country, nobody rolled the red carpet for me. I came here. I was nobody. I didn't speak English. My degree was not recognized in this country. And I was 28 years old. So imagine... You had to start all over again and train yourself. I was like a transplanted person in the middle of the desert. Everything was new and you were starting all over again. And eventually you had to ex pass a very difficult exam for the foreign graduate or the American graduate outside the United States. If you pass that exam, you are entitled not to practice, but to apply for specialized, in my case, specialization in surgery. I did that for five years training. And Argentina already had done seven-year medical school, plus all the grades. But you're saying that it was not recognized in America, so you had to start all over again. Yes, yes. What do you think is so unusual about your story? My father told me uh, that I had to be somebody and work hard, move one step up, don't despair. I had many bad moments in my life. I was ready to quit, thinking about the sacrifice that my parents had done for me, and I couldn't abandon them. You felt commitment to that, to, I guess, step on their shoulders and, and rise up as best you could, given the sacrifices that they made. Yes. Yes. What advice do you give to new immigrants coming here? What would you tell them? I'm sure there are a lot of immigrants that come here and take advantage of the opportunity to improve their life. My point is that the opportunities are there, but you have to have the inner fire inside yourself. You have to have that part. 
you cannot have everything done for you. You had to do it. Yeah, I love that. The inner fire. But you had to do it yourself. All generation didn't have too much, but they worked very hard to improve their situation. The new generation today, in general, in general, they don't have the moti- that motivation. They expect everything, well, what the government is going to do for me, my parents are going to support me, I'm 40 years old, still living with my parents. It's something that, for me, was inconceivable at that time. Your trajectory from, you know, immigrant who had no money, didn't speak English, came to this country you retired as a surgeon, and now you've written a book called The American Doctor. What made you write this book? My granddaughter was born. I start to look at the old pictures, the picture when she was younger, and you start to wonder what is going to happen with her when she's going to be a teenager, she's going to go to college. And, you know, they're going to go through a difficult moment. This book, I want for her to be like some sort of inspiration for her to perhaps one day when she's in her teens years and she's having problems, we all make mistakes. But before she perhaps make a mistake that is going to affect her life, perhaps one night she take this book, open the page in the chat and read and say, wow, my grandpa, look what he did. He came here without nothing, had to work so hard, and he accomplished something. And I'm born here, I have my parents here, I have everything here, I'm in a better situation. I can superate the bad moment that I'm going through. That's my philosophy for this book. There's something about your grit, you called it your inner fire. That, I think, is the secret sauce that differentiates people who do really amazing things. And Dr. Forshina, you have done some really impressive and amazing things. And I absolutely applaud your your pluck and your drive. And I I love that you wrote this book, The American Doctor, for your granddaughter. During my career, I ended up being chief, chief of surgery in two hospitals. Amazing. In New Jersey. You had to have motivation. And you had to work hard. It's going to take time. But you have to have a goal. My life, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a guide. I didn't have nobody. Nobody opened my eyes. I made many mistakes because I was like a small boat in the middle of the ocean at the mercy of the wind. They go in any direction. And that was my life. Today, somebody go to university, college, whatever, they had a guidance already planning what they're going to study, what the surgery had to. I didn't have nobody. I didn't have nothing. Nobody. So that's why I think it's very important. I ha- I have my my parents that gave me courage, but they 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 were intellectual. They gave me love. With love alone, like the gasoline for a car. If you if you have a Ferrari and you're in the middle of the desert and you don't have gasoline, what good is you have a, a Ferrari? I love it. Also an Italian car, so a nice little uh a nice little <laughs> homage to your to your homeland. I remember I was a chief of surgery at Sikokos Meadowland in New Jersey. And I used to do a lot of surgery. And one night I was ready to do an emergency. And there was this lady uh, from Cuba that she was, um, I would say, under 60 years old. Under 60 years old. 
and she was the early cleaning the uh, the operating room floors. And I was talking with one of the the head nurse, and I was made aware that in Cuba, this lady she was a doctor, she was a pediatrician. But what happened was she came to this country, and she had to pass those exams that I had to pass. And no, it's not because I'm smart or whatever. Okay, I I, I was lucky that that. I don't have to work. I didn't have family, and my uncle and aunt helped me, so I could concentrate 100% on, stu- on study only. This lady had to work. I got to support the family in Cuba, sending money there too. So when I found out about that, because she used to call me doctor, I said, please don't do that. You know, I felt so sorry for her. And so she said, you say that, you know, I made a sacrifice to come to this country. I'm nobody, but I hope I can bring my son here because he's my life. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Dr. Fortina. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to episode number 34 of the Going for Greatness show. There is no question that America remains a land of opportunity that is a beacon of light and of hope And many people from all over the world want to start their lives here, want to pursue their dreams here, and want to realize their potential here in America, in a land that is not perfect, but remains to be the place to transform lives and dreams. Dr. Forcina's experience from his meager start to his retirement as a surgeon and his story that he shared of the doctor from Cuba who was not able to fully realize her dreams and yet her desire to be in America, a place that could give even her son new opportunities, was extremely inspiring. If there was value in this episode, I would truly appreciate you sharing this episode with a friend. I'm Jennifer Weissman. I'll see you next time on the Going for Greatness show.